Welcome to TalkEerie.com's Joel Natale Show, Erie, Pennsylvania's daily podcast. Every day, we tackle the biggest issues that the Erie PA region faces. Stay informed and involved as we advance the narrative of Erie. Now, here's Joel Natale. We are super excited to have with us uh, here in studio, C. Brown. He is... uh, Basically, one of the top hip-hop artists regionally in the Erie and Western Pennsylvania region. C, welcome to the show. I am happy to be here, man. How are you? I'm doing well. I want to hear all about you and your and your career. So, uh, and, you know, I put people on the spot because I like to say, what is your origin story? How did you come up? Where, what was hometown for you? How did you get to Erie here? And uh, man, I don't even know where to start. Um, let's see here. Well... Born and raised in Erie. Yeah. Um, Where'd you go to high school? I went to East. Uh, worst years of my life. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't reflect on high school a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but a- uh, any any sports or uh, extracurriculars um, or I played sports, but not with like a team or okay, a school or yeah. like a league or anything like that. Like yeah, I was yeah. athletic outside of school. Okay, gotcha. You know? So I didn't yeah. really get into anything like band or anything like mm-hmm. that in school. You know, I just I just went to school. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. And then what, what, after school, what was, uh, what was life like? What, what, what kind of things that interest you or what'd you end up doing? Uh, well, after school, life kind of got a little rough. You okay. know, I, I hit a rough patch. Um, pretty much I had became homeless. Wow. Right. And, uh, yeah, that, that was, a that was one of those situations where it was like, it was either going to make you or break you. Were you, um, were you housing uh, concerned even in school as a teenager, or this all happened at just you know? It, it just happened just yeah. out of nowhere. Gotcha. Um, I, I wasn't prepared for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the communication between you know family members on like where I was going to live and stuff like that 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 didn't really happen. Not that mm-hmm. I had like a, a a bad family or anything like right, that. Right, we right. Just, you know, we just didn't discuss things. Everybody was going through their own little battles and whatnot. And but guess, that's tough on an 18, 19 year old. Yeah, it is. It is. And I was 19 at the time. Yeah. And, you know, when you're the baby, everybody thinks that you're safe and that you're okay. And, you know, I was at my friend's house a lot. So people thought that I was staying there, which I was for a little bit. Yeah. And then uh, I had to leave, you know, because they had other people moving in. And wow. all I had was me in the streets. So um, I think that right there really created like my grit and, and who I wanted to be as, a, as an artist. Because I had, I had more to talk about. I, I spoke from a place of, of pain and, you know, hopelessness and things of that nature. So Wow. Yeah. So when when did the creative process start for you? Were you doing it as a young as a young boy or? Um, sort of. Not okay. necessarily writing rhymes. So I started playing okay. piano at eight. Nice. Yeah. Um, my grandmother is Mary Alice Brown. And, oh, my. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I, okay. I, I have her genes. Yeah. It's funny because I'm just now, like, recent years using her name. Sure. You know, people didn't know that. But all the old people like me say, oh, my gosh, yeah. you're very yeah. awesome proud grandson. So many memories. Wow. So I, I definitely have her genes and, and traits. Amazing. And, um, you know, I was always a creator of some sort. So I would okay. play piano, and I used to draw a lot, and I was really good at that. So I wanted to be a cartoonist at some point in my life. Oh, sweet. Um, middle school, high school, I started writing poetry um, while still playing piano. And then playing piano turned into me making beats for friends who rapped. And then eventually 
I became a rapper. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I have to ask you, did anyone ever kind of say, hey, you've got this great cartoon talent. Maybe you should look at like going to going to, let's say, Edinburgh for animation or something like that. Were people yeah. trying to give you some pointers that way? Yeah, or? there was people that wanted me to go to go to like an art school yes. of some sort and whatnot and kind of like enhance my talents as, a, you know, as an illustrator. Sure. Um, but at some point, the, the music kind of drew me in even more. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I just stopped drawing. I, I wish I would have never stopped. <laughs> but right. there was something about music. It just, it just, it, it spoke to me and it, sure. it made me feel a certain type of way. You know, it was just super pleasant to the ears and it eventually became my passion. How does that work? Okay. Again, especially as a young person, because now, mm. now you probably have a process, but when, when it's super organic like that as mm. a young person and you just started did you just like write in a notebook some rhymes or, yeah. or you know, just kind of repeating things like laying back on your bed or whatever? Or? Well, everything I picked up on as a kid was just, it happened in a weird way. There's really no, no uh, explanation, should I say, no concrete yeah. explanation for it. So like, you know, when I started drawing, I just started drawing. I didn't know I could draw. It's just something that was intriguing at the time. So yeah. I started doing it and realized I was good at it. You know, when I, touched the keyboard for the first time. I didn't know that I could make up my own tunes and play by ear. I didn't know that was in me. So, you know, same with poetry, same with rap. Everything just came out of nowhere. Um, it wasn't like I had training for it or, or anything. It was just gifts from God. Yeah, I was going to say, way. some would say that's a God-given yeah. gift. Those are those are spiritual gifts. Yeah, you know? I, I'm just a creator at heart. That's amazing. Yeah. So, okay, so at what point did it become like, man, this is something that's serious, that that maybe could be an outlet for me to, you know, to, you know, to be my vocation, you know? Um, I think it was the night where I like officially recorded my first song with my friend, Jerry, who I've known since I was eight years old. Okay. And, um, <clears throat> we were writing a song one night in my room and he was like, you know what? We need to go down the street to our other friend's house who had a, a little studio in his closet and was like, you know what? We need to record this and, and kind of put it out. And I'm like, all right. I never really wanted to be, a rapper okay you know because i was always scared of like the the attention and and other and other things you know like forgetting your words on stage and, and things like that just little insecurities that i had about it sure so we went down the street and recorded the song and i just remember the feeling that i got after i did it i was like man that just felt like like a release of some sort it was kind of euphoric i i think i want to pursue this a little bit more i don't know how far i want to take it but i want to keep going with it so in rap, in hip hop, mm. is there such a thing as you only do your own material or do you, can you do covers? Tip, tip, as yeah. a young one coming up, <laughs> I mean, you're going to do uh, Dr. Dre or something like that. I mean, there's a lane for that. Is there a lane there's for that? There's definitely a lane for that. I don't do it. You don't do it. No. Uh -uh. But but some kids could come up and say, hey, I, I got a little a little hook or change on. I mean, I've, I've seen people rap you know, other people's songs and yeah. try to get away with it like it's their own and whatnot. Oh, you know? well, yeah, that's not cool. Yeah, but, not at all. Uh, but I know for me, and it's just for me, you know, because yeah. we live in a town where there are a lot of cover acts. You know, yes. And a lot of them, you know, are my friends. Mm -hmm. Um, I just like to take the original route because I just feel like I'm creative enough to give people something different. And I like to give them my perspective and, and my stories and ideas. That's amazing. And and what would you say is, uh, do you have themes 
to your to your songs, to your raps, or do you like to just comment on all kinds of part of the of life experience? There used to be a theme when I okay. when I first started, and I think the theme was at that time, you know, being being nineteen twenty was uh, that we all go through something, and I kind of wanted to be like the spokesperson for people who just felt emotional pain because I've dealt with emotional pain. Um, now it's still a lot of that, but it's me. Like if I'm going to talk about various things, it's just in my own way. You know, it's just, it's from a real place. So I just speak from a real place, whether I'm happy, overwhelmed, upset, angry, it's just from a genuine place. You know, what's so crazy. See, is that we just had a conversation about being a trauma informed community mm. just yesterday. And we talked about emotional intelligence. Yeah. Do you feel that you had probably a lot of emotional intelligence at a very young age. Like just knowing who you are, where you're coming from and Hey, I have, I have this pain to talk about and, and I can express it. Not, not everybody knows how to express things like that. Right. And that's why I'm so grateful for music because I didn't know how to express it. You know, I, I would try to, but it was always a, a an uphill battle with mm -hmm. me, especially when you're dealing with people who don't really address pain, you know, yeah. You know, a lot of people are just kind of passive and they just let it go by. And so for the longest, I didn't really have an outlet, you know, even though I was drawing and I was playing piano, it still it wasn't enough. And that's what really triggered me into rapping. But uh, as far as like having an emotional intelligence, I, I feel like I was developing that throughout life, you know, th especially throughout my adolescence. Do you feel like right now you're 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 pretty solid as like, hey, I know who I am and yeah. and I can and I and I can read people, you know, yeah. where they're coming from. I'm a lot more centered and, and yes. more aware of, of people and their energies and auras and all of that stuff. So yeah. Definitely. That's, that's amazing. Uh, again, talk about an asset to draw mm. in as a creator, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Incredible. How so Okay, so you started creating, and then tell me about the outlets. And so early in your career, what does hip-hop look like in Erie for you to express yourself? Is it just to your friends and, and just and then recording, or are there out, were there outlets for you to be live at? Well, around the time when, when I came up, we had MySpace. <laughs> well, sure. So, yeah. You know, and everybody was using it. And around that time, um, I realized that there was an eerie hip-hop scene. And it was it was heavy. You know, there was people before me wow. um, who were doing it and doing it at a, at a grand level. So um, I just started using MySpace to get my voice out there, just like, you know, a lot of my peers. And, and, and that's what it was. And that's how a lot of us in eerie connected, too. You know, we had MySpace and then we had uh, Reverb Nation. Mm. which was another site that everybody was on that did music. So that's that's how a lot of us connected. So, yeah, so you, you'd record something in, in your and home I, or at the studio and the then studio pop it up. And yeah, it put, yeah and, and then upload it and put it out there. Wow. Yep. And so that just kind of breeds more uh, success and more mm. experience. Yeah. Right? And so what, what was the next step? What, what kept happening for you? Um subsequently shows okay that's what happened shows uh, a lot of people saw that i was in the studio working you know and i was i was a i was a lab rat man i was always in the studio so once people caught wind of that you know they started booking me 
yeah. here in Erie. And then that just led to more shows and more shows and more shows. And then those shows got bigger and then those led to festivals and and then so on and so forth. You know, it was just a snowball effect. That's remarkable. Would you say that your music is uh, sampling? Uh, are you creating your own beat? I mean, talk about like, mm. you know, what you use as kind of the background of, of, the, of the rhymes. Um, all of it. Okay. All of it. Original beats, whether I'm making them or other producers are making them. Um, my friend Dre, who stays in California now, he makes a lot of beats, but he was doing like sampling. So he would sample old songs. He would sample current songs okay. uh, and build a beat around that. And, you know, I would buy them off of him or he would give them to me for free from time to time. Wow. And, uh, yeah, so for me as an artist, it was like whatever caught my ear, I would use. So it didn't have to be like a certain sound. It just had to appease me. You know, if I can hear myself on it, I'm, I'm going to use it. You, you said that, you it, you know, the shows go to bigger shows, go to festivals. Yeah. What's the largest uh, crowd that you've ever uh, performed in front of? Mm. Uh, maybe it's, it's, it's between eight greats. Oh, when I when I first did it. Yes. Between eight greats and Celebrate Erie. And okay. I think those were in the same year. 2014 and you're talking thousands and thousands of people yeah when i look back at the picture it's like wow that many people were there mm -hmm. jesus that's a lot of that's a lot of folks <laughs> that's a lot know? of folks I, I remember being so nervous mm -hmm. so nervous you know because i never did that before and i didn't expect to see myself there you know i'm some kid who was homeless and wanted to rap and wow. here i am you know and that's when you really hope that the pa is working right? yeah. you're yeah. really hoping that everybody else does their job you were in an article in the Atlantic magazine, uh, the Fallows, and those guys. I mean, that uh, you've had a lot of attention. I, I know you were just in the Erie Reader this weekend. They beat us uh, to it, <laughs> but uh, but you also, I mean, you're very media savvy, and you, you know you're doing a lot of writing. I I, I'm, I follow your Twitter feed and so on. Um, what what are you trying to say? What 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 is the? Uh, you, there must be an impetus for mm. you speaking out. I think honestly, I'm just addicted to having some sort of an outlet. I think that's what it really is. I think it's just heart, you know. Yeah. If there's a space where I can express myself, whether it's music, journalism, acting, hosting, or whatever, I'm going to do it. You know, it's. Um, I mean, the music is is primary. Mm -hmm. You know, that's that's what I am. That's who I am. That's what I embody. That's what I stand for. But if I'm able to do other things, it's like, why not? Why not try it out? You know, and I, and I realize that having other outlets brings more attention to what I primarily do, which is the music. Is is there a worldview or a, a point of view that you try to communicate? Because what what I hear and mm. you tell me if I'm wrong on this, okay. but I'm I'm hearing a, a sense of responsibility, hard work, you know, kind of, you know, kind of self-actual, you know, self-actualizing mm -hmm. things like, you know, embracing your own agency, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where I'm at. You know, I think I was always trying to reach this point where I'm just, I'm comfortable with who I am. Yeah. I know what my duties are because they're my duties that I made up for myself and I'm just going to complete them one after another. And, you know, I'm not trying to like, spread myself thin but once again if i'm able to do something and it interests me i'm gonna go for it why not try it out you know there were a lot of things that 
you know, I'm doing now that I didn't think I would be doing before. I thought it would only, only be strictly music, but, you know, other opportunities come around and they sound like they cater to what I like. So it's like, okay, go for it. You know, there's people that think that your generation, which is the millennial generation, mm-hmm. um, is not that well-driven, is not that well, um, you know, pushing for, you know, just for agency. They, they would rather kind of just pull back or, or just do the minimum. I, 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 and it's, it's such an unfair uh, white, uh, you know, broad washing it of is. a whole generation Yet I would imagine you have friends, you know, that could do more or be more if they wanted to be. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I adore all of my best friends. I love them like family. But um, and and they're so talented at at multiple things. But like you said, they don't really you know, this generation doesn't really push for more. Me, I don't want to be content and I don't want to be unhappy. You know, so when you find something that you're in love with and that you're talented at or somewhat decent at you should try to fulfill that why not go for it this is the only go around we have this is our only life like after this that's it curtains closed you know you can't come back you can't press the rewind button so you need to go after what you truly care about do you think by by hitting bottom of saying hey i'm homeless i have to engage or else this is going to go south on me well homelessness kind of hit me on more of a more of a deeper level than that well okay. a deeper level than that and homelessness didn't really say okay if i don't do something with music nothing's ever going to happen homelessness made me independent homeless made me being homeless made me uh depend on myself more than anybody in this world that's what it did it created a character trait that will stick with me for the rest of my life so it, it allowed me to be well it molded me into a warrior, you know, it, it makes me rely on me and only me. And, you know, I don't ask for much from people because at that time when I didn't need people, I had no one. So that's what it did. And I, I'm so grateful for that time period, though it sucked and, and it was hurtful and it was emotional. It it made me a man. So it informs you even today. Yeah, yeah. Even today. It's hard for me to ask anybody for something or to rely on anybody for anything, mm-hmm. you know, if I can't, you know, award them somehow. But um, do you think that your hard work, though, that your self-reliance and your warrior spirit mm-hmm. has really opened up significant doors for you? I'm thinking about all of these things that you've had the opportunity to do mm-hmm. coming out of Erie. Let's just face it. Erie's not like, this is not Hollywood, this no. is not Atlanta, nope. this is not Nashville, uh-uh. or New York, or, or you know, Brooklyn even. Mm. <laughs> you know, this is Erie. It's really difficult for creators to get anywhere, but you're getting somewhere. Yeah. I'm just happy to do stuff in my community. You know, I never really looked at it like, okay, if I keep moving forward with this, I can make a career here in Erie PA. I didn't look at it like that. I just wanted respect from the city because everybody else was doing it. You know what I mean? And I saw some of the benefits that they were getting from it. You know, the attention, should I say. And I just wanted that same thing. Yeah, but I I think your impact is getting broader than just the local town, don't you think? Yeah, it is. It is. Because the next step is to get out of here, Yeah, you know? 
Uh, I feel like or using I, this as a base. I mean, yeah, this is definitely a base for for everything. This is you know, I'll never forget that. But it's time for me to, you know, spread spread my wings, I guess, sort of speak, and kind of branch off and and see what I can do in other territories. I I would think that what you have to say with your music, and we're going to play some in the second half hour. You got to got to point me to a couple of YouTube. Okay? <laughs> right. uh, gotcha. But uh, you know. Um, I would think that what you have to say has such a broad appeal right? that people need to hear this. Because, again, if you're from one of those large cities, mm. that's a different vibe than what you're talking about as, a, as basically a small town, uh, but very, uh, very emotionally mature uh, person who has something to say. Yeah, I feel like my message is, is not... It's not just eerie based. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's not just for the people here. It's for everybody that feels, you know, everybody that, you know, that knows how to form a thought. You know, it's, yeah. it's for it's for people that really need somebody to relate to and mm -hmm. connect with. And I feel like that's everywhere. You know, so I don't I don't make my music with just eerie in mind. I just think Do about you, everybody. I, I got like. 10 seconds, but do you feel like it's broad base? It's uh, male, female, black, white, uh, you know, the whole nine yeah, there's, yards. There's, there's no target audience. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could tell this because, uh, again, there's a lot of people that have that felt need that you're talking about. That is C. Brown conflicted. Oh, my gosh. I, I feel like uh, without even hearing the song, we, we were talking about some of the themes in that song, C. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it's probably my favorite <laughs> yeah <laughs> it, it really blended with what our conversation was all about in the first half hour oh my gosh who, who what are you trying to say here well i mean first off when when i created that song i think that's when i was really experiencing growth within myself because i was becoming more aware of my surroundings um with conflicted that's all about loving people that probably aren't no good for you and that's why it's titled what it's titled because I was at a point in my life where I was dealing with people who I knew in the back of my mind I could do without, you know? Mm -hmm. And that can be a, a complicated battle because you don't know what to do. You don't know whether to, you know, still be their friend or get rid of them because you do care about them. There's something about them that you care about so much, but you just know subconsciously like, uh, I know this guy talks about me behind my back or, uh, I know this girl really doesn't have my best interest in mind. You know what I mean? So that's where I was at at that point in time. And that's why I mean so much, because it's one of the mo most honest songs that I've ever written. You know, these are not themes you hear in pop music these days. No, not really. Mm -mm. But I have no problem expressing it, though. You know, because music is, that's my journal. And, yeah. and it's my outlet. And I've been quiet for so long. So now that I have this platform, I just say, whatever. <laughs> that that it's remark it's remarkable yeah i, I mean because again i think about uh you know the the great song the great songs of the american you know songbook mm -hmm. nobody goes that deep yeah yeah and it's funny because like when i write like that it's not like i i mean to be deep yeah you know i just yeah. write it because that's exactly what i'm thinking or that's what i feel at that time you know so uh yeah, Conflicted is just one of those joints that I just, every time I listen to it, it's like, man, I was really going through something at that time. Mm -hmm. And I wrote it at the, at the perfect time because I was really, you know, dealing with certain individuals that were getting under my skin, but I, I just cared about. And I, I felt tugged between, 
you know, staying by their side and, and leaving their side. Is is there a is there a greater outcome that you're shooting for beyond just the platform, though? I mean, uh, again, you said you like to use whatever channels that are available to you. Mm. You're but. I, I'm just trying to pinpoint what you're trying to say because I I feel like it's 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 extremely um, current. It's extremely uh, relevant, mm. and and it's it's super mature. Again, we don't expect that from from pop stars, if you will. And mm. and I, I I'm, I'm probably blaspheming you right now. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? I did it. Totally we don't understand. we don't we don't get that from the creative. Mm-hmm. I mean maybe you get that from a poet. You know, we love Chuck Joy around here. Yeah, yeah, know, yeah, yeah. The poet laureate. He's, He's amazing. Guy. Yeah. Uh you know, uh maybe we get it from a from a from a painter or mm. uh or uh, you know somebody who writes a, a great novel. Right. But what's astounding to me is this is hip hop, mm. but it is like you you are scratching where people are itching right now. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's important too because you know, in, in life, we don't really discuss certain topics. Yeah. We kind of stray away from certain situations and, and certain, you know, um, discussions that need to be had. So with my music, what I do is address the elephant in the room. You know, I talk mm-hmm. about these things because they need to be talked about. Like, I want what everybody else wants is a better tomorrow, right? So, you know, I've been judged for my music. I've been, I've been criticized, you know, oh, is this, you know, it's sad, it's angry, it's this, that, and the third. And it's like, well, I'm addressing these things because we don't in society. We need to talk about these subjects in order to have a better tomorrow, in order to have a better community or a better world. We have to um, get over these mountains before anything. We can't just keep partying all the time. We can't keep putting a, a Band-Aid over the situation, right? Mm-hmm. So let's discuss these things now, get it out the way. And another thing, too, is with my music, I try to get people to look at themselves. You got to look within because we can be our own problem, you know, and it's just all of that is just important to me. When you look around Erie, I feel like you have a lot to say about your hometown. What 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 occurs to you? What what occurs to you about, you know, some of the some of the really kind of the bad statistics that we have, you know, that we have the. We're right where we're sitting right now is supposedly the poorest zip code in the country. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, we, you know, we had a couple kids shot this week and yeah. we, you know, a uh, lady calls on the phone talking about the fentanyl uh, yeah. crisis in Erie. And, and again, it's not all bad. I mean, we've got some good things happening, but we, we, we've been kind of a land that was left behind all through your coming up and all through my coming up. Yep. It's been that way for, for decades. Um, Erie needs to catch up, man. I love this place, but I'm not afraid to say what's wrong with it. We're always 10 years behind everything. Mm -hmm. We don't know how to be. We're afraid to be. um, A a lot of us are afraid to be innovative. We're afraid to take a chance. We're afraid to learn from other cities. Like, we're right in the middle of Cleveland, Pittsburgh, you know, Buffalo. We got New York City, which is, what, seven, eight hours away. We got Philly, which is about six and a half hours away. These places are doing something. They're thriving. Every day, they're thriving. You can go there and, and find something to do on a Monday afternoon where we're just afraid to move forward and, and be the city that we can be. And I think because of that, you find people landing themselves in you know the wrong situations, such as crime. 
You know, you got people doing drugs. You got people shooting each other up and, and all this other chaos because there's not much to do. You think it's boredom? I think a lot of it is boredom. Wow. Because there aren't any other choices. Well, there's nothing to do, so what am I going to do today? There's nothing to really... What about this self-actualization, though? What about that this... That, too. What about this... You took it upon yourself to be responsible for your trajectory. Right, right. But you can also be... That plays a part, but you can also be, uh, you know, just a, a, a product of your environment, a product of, yeah, sure. you know, the, the, the boredom. Because boredom creates what? It creates sadness. And then eventually you're, you're angry, and then you become stupid because you're, you're fueled by sadness and anger, and then you end up making stupid decisions, you mm -hmm. know? You end up trying to find fun. And because there isn't, it isn't right in front of your face, you get into the wrong kind of fun. Now you're doing drugs that you never thought you would do before. You know, now you're hanging out with the wrong crowd that you never thought you would hang with because everybody's looking for something to do. Because Erie, for the most part, won't give you something to do. You know, why are we so behind? We're 10, 20 years behind on everything. Do you feel that you've been called to be a leader in Erie? I don't know. All I know is that, you know, my, my voice is just as important as anybody else's. I think collectively we need to be leaders you know not just me or, or or one other individual i think we all need to speak up on what's going on you know what but if somebody like you talked to the 19 year old you yeah mm. you it could have helped right probably probably but i wouldn't because i'm here today I'm, I am who I am because yeah. of that situation when I was 19. Mm -hmm. So if I could go back and say anything, I probably wouldn't say anything. Interesting. <laughs> I yeah. would just watch from afar because I know I know the end result. Let's let's stay with Erie a second. You're a journalist. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What interests you? What what what's the what are the stories that you want to tell? Um, it's a weird contrast. You know, I know we just got done talking about how there's not a lot to do here, yeah. right? But uh, if you're in the art community, you know, music, dance, you know, video, all that other stuff, there, is, there are things going on. It's mm -hmm. just not, I don't know if it's not pushed enough to the rest of the city. Do you feel like that, the or, access or is limited? That could be it, too. That I, could I, be I, it. I'm, re I'm really there. all about making sure that at least we try yeah. to have open access where we can. Yeah. That doesn't mean that you, you everything has to be free or whatever, no. but but that you know that it's accessible. I love the public art, for example. Mm -hmm. You know what the Erie Arts and Culture has done, where you know you're just walking down the street and you see a sculpture and it's like amazing, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think what it is is that we focused on one area too much, okay? Which is State Street, okay? You know, and there's more to Erie than that. Absolutely. You know, you have you have people who never even went past. <laughs> State Street. They don't even know about everything else outside of State Street. You know, it, it's kind of been like, this is like our Times Square. And when it comes to like redevelopment and whatnot, State Street is the first place we go to. And I get it. I understand. You know what I mean? But we also have to focus on the city as a whole. There's a lot of uh, forgotten neighborhoods. A they, lot of. They, they remain that way. A lot of. And it shouldn't be like that. You know? And then you have those people who live in these lower income neighborhoods and whatnot feeling like what's going on down here isn't for them because the people who are redeveloping or trying to redevelop State Street aren't really focused on, you know, 
the Lower East Side mm -hmm. or, or, or West Side or whatever, you know. So they, they feel like they're left out. And, again, if they could get to that activation phase, mm -hmm. if they feel the agency that, hey, we can come together as a community or as a neighborhood or as just friends. That's what needs to happen next. That goes, that goes right back to uh, accountability, you know, okay. self-accountability. So when you see these things going on or these things not going on, that's when you should take it upon yourself and, and your friends or family or the, the people in your neighborhood to really do something and, and put out a, a call of action. So you, you're really saying it's, it's within all of us. Yeah, to make a change. Yeah. That's why a lot of times I don't really depend on someone of a higher power. Like, like, you know, no offense to like Joe, cause I like Joe, but you know, I don't really look to the mayor or the governor or the councilman or whatever for change. Right. Because when you do that, you take it, you use it as an excuse to fall back and do nothing. Oh, well, this guy that we voted for is going to take care of everything. Let's not do anything ourselves. That's not the way to go. You still have a job to do within your own community. Because even these guys, you know, I, I call them the white wigs. Even, you know, <laughs> I love that, respectfully, <laughs> respectfully, <laughs> like these these guys don't don't always see what's going on in your neighborhood. They don't they don't see yeah. the you know the the lack of youth programs. You know, the lack of income. They don't. Do you see any movement? Because I keep on having these conversations. If we're doing the PAL, we're doing you know the the strengthening police and community relationships. I mean, there's a lot supposedly going on. Do you feel like it trickles down to? Regular folk? No. Because that's a that's quite a statement. No. Because regular folk don't they don't really pay attention to that stuff. What are they paying attention to? How do how do you how do you how do we get to the the the, the because is are you just that much amazing? No, I'm not saying that. No, no, no. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, well, okay, I'm so, but so, like, there, we want to make sure that all the 19 year olds come along. Yeah. Well, I'm see with me, like how I grew up, I was, I was everywhere. East side, West side, you know, um, I was in, you know, I've been in high class neighborhoods. I've been in the, you know, the, the lower class neighborhoods. I've been homeless. I've been okay. I've been astounding. I've been, you know, I, I hung out with kids who did wrong. I hung out with kids who did right, you know? Yeah especially the school that I went to. It was a melting pot of all kind of kids, you know? So From how many countries, right? See, I mean, I mean my the countries gosh. were just in the city alone. You had kids who were brought up right and kids who were brought up wrong all yeah. in the same school. So mm -hmm. I, I, I feel a sort of connection with everybody. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the city really needs to keep in mind just that the city area is not just State Street. It's not just here, you know, and, and I've done a lot of work down here in this area. And I love this area. I do. And I, and I want to see it come up. But I want to see the city as a whole come up, too. I want people to be able to ride around area and feel hope and, and, you know, not feel lost, not feel scared, not feel like there's not a better tomorrow. You know, and, and it's hard for people who live in these, you know, impoverished neighborhoods because that's their home. Yeah. So they're connected to it. You know, that's their home. And so that's all they see. So that's all they expect. And when you don't have anybody going into these neighborhoods to make a change, they think that change is not going to come. I sure hope that it comes. I do, too. I want to pivot to what 2022 looks like for you and your music and your career. What, what are you looking forward to this year? More. 
<laughs> doing doing more and on a bigger scale. Yeah. I, I think I've had more than enough time to really reflect on uh, stuff that I have done and accomplished and things that I haven't accomplished. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, what, where do I want to go next, right? So I'm at a point now where I'm not afraid to say, hey, I am C. Brown. I am Charles Brown, the guy that raps. You know, I kind of shied away from it here and there. Even though I was doing so many shows and, and you know, I was popping up here and there, I still was kind of like, shy about it because i grew up as a shy kid but now it's like no i'm i'm an artist and i'm a rap artist and i need to embrace that yeah. so i just want to push this whole c brown thing to the fullest extent and see how far i can go and then eventually be able to take care of myself my family and friends yeah. with what i love to do do you think that there's uh even looking regionally uh, pittsburgh uh, buffalo cleveland that there's a lot more opportunities for you to kind of mine i don't think it's the opportunities i just think it's the people you know, I got a couple of shows booked out of town and whatnot, and that's cool. You know, that's it's, it's good for the resume. But I want to get to the people because not everybody – like, I've done Pittsburgh shows, yeah. you know. It's not like all of Pittsburgh is out because you, you got a lot of artists just like myself who are underground that people don't know about. And so we do these shows out of town, and you don't really get that big of an audience because we're local, right? Right. Um. So – that's what I mean by getting to the, the people. You know, I want somebody from Buffalo, Pittsburgh, or Seattle, whatever, to be on YouTube, and they'd be like, oh, well, who's the C. Brown guy? Just, mm. That just popped up, mm. and then boom, I have a fan because they love what I do. So I, I want to I wanna have more of an audience for my work. How about strategic relationships? You know, we, we've had First to Eleven on the air. Again, they, they've been able to, with covers, mind you, create a significant audience, and yeah. now they're doing their own uh, originals and things. Mm -hmm. uh, are You know, is there enough of an infrastructure here locally to to help you along? I know, I, you mean, you have this, like, amazing band mm -hmm. when you go out and play and yeah. stuff. Um, I mean, I guess I'm just wondering... You know, are we building uh, that infrastructure? Are we building this culture, if you will, for hip-hop and rap here in Erie? No, we're not. Oh, we got to keep working on we it. We got to keep working. And the reason why is because we're too fixated on every other genre. And we okay. keep trying to push rap to the side. You know, you still have people here in Erie who are scared of hip-hop because it comes with a certain stigma. But nobody is afraid of country. Nobody is afraid of rock. So that's what we push. So we need to build an infrastructure for all genres of music because all genres are a form of art. But the top of Spotify is all hip-hop and rap. Yeah. <laughs> but, 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 but where are those listeners from, though? Yeah, Is it just true. eerie listening? No, of you know course I mean? not, yeah. So, I mean, if, if you threw me on Raw on the Shore, half of that people would probably be mad at me because <laughs> yeah. I'm a hip-hop artist. Right. So we need to... We need to uh, Sounds like we need to build in more of an infrastructure and opportunities to hear the, the the established artists and the young artists. We need to open our arms to it. Yeah, and that, and and you know, and that's all of our responsibility. You know what I'm saying? That's mine. Your everybody. We just need to be open minded to it. You know, I've tried to get a couple of shows, and they were like, "Well, you know, can you do covers?" And it's like, here we go. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> well, that is a universal thing for all all music. It seems like we love our covers here in Erie, right? Hey, oh, we we are addicted to these covers, <laughs> and you know, it's nothing against cover bands. Like I said, right. a lot of them are my friends. I've been on shows with these sure. with these people, um, and I, I appreciate what they do because it creates a, a nostalgia, mm -hmm. you know, and, and it makes people happy because they're hearing something familiar. But I think that's just it. We're always hearing something familiar. We won't open our arms to something different. That's what we need to do, and I think that's what really 
would that would catapult the, the music scene here. Well, and again, what, what we heard was not only something different, but extremely insightful mm. and thought provoking. Yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, you have a bigger message. Mm. So that's why I've, I've always tried to book myself in places that you wouldn't expect hip hop, because I know because my message isn't just for hip hop fans. It's not just for hip hop listeners. No, my fan. I mean, my, my music is for everybody. I don't mm. care what you listen to. My message is universal. My sound may be hip hop, but my message is universal. It's for everybody. Again, look, okay, so let's let's do the C. Brown mission statement because I got like less than a minute here. All right. Give it to me. What 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 do you as you launch into 2022 post pandemic? So hopefully things will start opening up for you uh, that way, you know, for live events and things. What's the what's your mission going out? To uh, continue to follow my passion until I can't anymore. And for everybody else to do the same, especially during these times where a lot of places aren't open up where they close early. You need to just look within and, and, and really take what you care about and fulfill it. Yeah, you got to you gotta understand what you're passionate about. You have to. And then run after that. Thing. Yeah. And you're going you're gonna to experience some hard times. It's not going to take off just like that. It's not. But it's going to make you happy. That's what it's there for, to make you happy keep you happy my passion it, it may not make me rich one day but it makes me happy can't do better than that mm -mm. c brown yeah. thank you for coming on the show thank you that's i'm i'm moved brother thank you so <laughs> much you've been listening to the joel natale show erie pennsylvania's daily podcast from talkerie.com Subscribe to our show on your favorite podcatcher and get involved by emailing joel at talkerie.com.